Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. A delight to have you with us on this Tuesday morning. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And joining me in studio this morning is Adam Newman, writer, director, producer at uh, Dreamscape Productions. And uh, Adam, welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is this is awesome. Well, it is uh, our pleasure to have you with us. And you have a uh, big premiere uh, coming up in less than two weeks on the 20th of October. Everwinter Night is going to be debuting at the uh, Flying Monkey Theater right in uh, downtown Plymouth, New Hampshire. That's right. Yeah. That's got to be exciting. Uh, stressful? Uh, it's sorry. stressful too, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, it's very, very exciting. We uh, we started making this movie back in uh, oh, a year and a half ago. It was a very odd story of how it came to be, uh, and we had to come back and shoot again, and then we had to come back and shoot again, and we've done that a couple times. Uh, but all of this effort and work is is finally coming to a head here, and uh, yeah, less than two weeks. I can't believe I can't believe that we're saying that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I want to find out about uh, the, the film, of course, and about uh, Dreamscape Productions, but uh, we want to find out about you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You a New Hampshire native? Yeah, uh, born and raised, yeah. uh, Sandtown, New Hampshire, uh, the the little swamp town. Uh, and <laughs> swamp town. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. I, I basically grew up in a swamp. Me and my, me and my sister were little feral children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but went to Timberlane High School. Uh, you know, focused on basically nothing there until late into uh, my high school career when when playwriting kind of led me into the direction of. Uh, of film directing, yeah. But in doing a little uh, research uh, on your life, I, I found that uh, you know you had this uh, attachment to writing and uh, and producing shows at a very early age. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I, I've been—I'd like to say that I've been writing as long as I could write. Um, you know, I used to watch my my step uncle playing playing Final Fantasy three back in the day, and and I'd. Uh, and I'd be like, yeah, I want to make whatever that is. He wouldn't let me play, but I'd go, yeah, I want to make stories like that. And eventually, you know, we had this this really great group of neighborhood kids, and uh, we always had sleepovers, you know. And luckily, a lot of them were my age, and some of them were my sister's age. And so whenever we get to sleepovers as a group, you know, I'd kind of have to rally the troops, and I'd throw together a play really quickly, and then we then we perform it for for one of their mothers. Um, I was I was very bossy. I do feel bad for them now, but yeah, it's it's kind of. I mean, I don't believe in destiny or things like that, but it feels like it is in my blood, you know. So yeah, been storytelling for as long as I could storytell, and uh, probably will continue to do so for forever. Any family members in show business? No, no, no not at all. I mean, I, I come from a family of creatives, certainly. My sister is one of the most creative people in the world, and she does a lot of our costume design and things like that. Uh-huh. Uh, my mother and whole, her whole side of her family, they, they're all artists. My grandfather was an artist, and my, yeah. uh, my, my uncle and my stepdad right now are recording an album in a, in a cottage in Wales. So wow, yeah, no, it, they're fun stuff. Uh, that's for sure. So yeah, I like to think that I that I came from a family of creatives. Yeah, I, I, I guess you did. So you you know you kind of come by it naturally, and you've always you know basically knew uh, you know what you wanted to do. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. certainly. Um, yeah. I guess I'm lucky in that regard. Or that's what a lot of people say. Um, it does sometimes feel like a curse, though. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I have always, always been leading in that direction, certainly. Yeah, and uh, now you, you, you've done it, and you, you've made uh, a, a few films, and uh, is this the, the biggest uh, theatrical uh, movie that you've attacked so far? Yeah, oh, certainly. Yeah. Uh, I think every time that we make a movie, we level up a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, it's certainly the most expensive that we've made so far. Uh, we've had a couple other premieres and stuff like that, but most of the time it's, it's strictly friends and family to start. Uh, we've had little festival runs and things like that for, for each of our projects. Uh, but this is the first one where we are premiering and also we are open to the public. We're hoping that people from Concord and from Plymouth and from all around the area are going to come out and check out our movie at the Flying Monkey. Flying Monkey seats just about 500 people, you know, and we're, we've got really, really solid numbers right now. But we'd love to bring more people who want to watch, you know, a fun, uh, a fun film. Great venue. And oh, uh, it is coming up uh, October 20th. That is the uh, world premiere. That's correct. You're rolling out the red carpet, and, uh, and there you go for the world premiere at the uh, at the Flying Monkey of uh, Everwinter Night. And we'll get into uh, more of the, the the plot and a little bit of behind the scenes with uh, with that movie. And uh, you know, you started. Uh, what was your first foray really into uh, filmmaking? When did you make your first official movie? Sure. Um, I remember, you know, I was 19 and uh, I was kind of trying to figure out what type of stories I was going to start telling. And I ended up uh, finding a bargain bin uh, version of the movie Magnolia. And I watched it. And afterwards I went, oh, my God, whatever I just watched, I have to continue making that. And I watched it again immediately. And from there, it was almost instant. I think I was 19 and then 20 was when I started my first film, which was a feature film called Details. Uh, it's not available anywhere. Nobody is allowed to watch it. It is. It's, it's very, very bad. Uh, but it was a great, great learning experience, obviously. We shot for, I think, six months just on weekends. It cost us just about nothing to make. It ended up the first cut of the movie was three hours. It is. It's nonsense. But, but one of the great things that came from it is we learned what to do and what not to do. And we continued mm -hmm. to do that for several years. And also we made a lot of connections, which was great. Uh, one of the first actors I worked with on that project is in Everwinter Night. We've been working together for 15 years or so. So, yeah, that was kind of the first the first jump into the deep end. I think that since I didn't go to film school or anything like that, uh, it had to be well. Let's just jump in. Let's just jump in the pool Trial here. And error, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's yeah, see if we can yeah. swim. And, yeah. and oftentimes we felt like we were drowning, but uh, but we're still alive, you know. So, and you've been uh, working on projects uh, ever since. Oh yeah, we yeah. try. You know, I'd like to make a movie every year. Unfortunately, they take a long, long time. Um, and you know, for a long time early on, I was the editor, and I'm a poor editor and not good at my, managing my time when it comes to that. So they were very, very difficult to continue making. And and I used to have a lot of trouble, especially in my early days, on finishing a lot of these things. But we really are trying to get to this place where you know, a movie a year, and now we're hoping to get two movies a year. Um, so yeah, wow, that's yeah. Uh, that's pretty ambitious. It is, yeah, 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 it certainly is. But we have a little team at Dreamscape now. Yeah. All of us are capable of writing, and we're, we're always looking to, to build it up a little bit. And yeah, it would it'd be awesome if we could get to this place where we were making things, you know, twice a year, like I said, and you know, for for a little bit of a budget and work with the people that we like working with. And yeah, 
and yeah, I I'm certainly not short on stories. They constantly come. I you know, it's like a disease. It's just constantly there. You wake up and you go, Oh my god, I just had the greatest idea in the world and you write it down and it might turn into something, you Is know. Is that what you do? You you write it down? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, Physically, do you put it in a tape recorder or uh, you know, a, a, your phone or whatever? Uh I every now and then I'll I'll do the phone uh, yeah. only just because it, you don't want to forget it. Yeah, and sometimes I'll be driving, I'll just hit the record and just start yeah. speaking. Um yeah. Oftentimes, it's it's not a real idea to me until I can at least write down the beginning and the beginning image and the last image. All right. Um, yeah. But I just have thousands of Google Docs, and it will just say "sci-fi thing" as the name or something along those lines. And so, it's it's tough to wade through them. And ultimately, most of these most of these ideas, ten, fifteen of them, end up combining into one idea that I'm kind of looking to play with at that time. And uh, is sci-fi your favorite genre? That's a tough one. I, uh, I I love all genres. You yeah. know, I, I certainly came from wanting to make Star Wars. You know, that was yeah, definitely yeah. you know as every kid does, I think. But uh, I would love to do science fiction stories. This movie, we you know, Ever Winter is is a horror comedy. I love horror. I love uh, every genre there is. Uh, the movie that we have that has distribution is just a crime drama with a family crime drama. So. I, I'm willing to dabble in everything, you know? Yeah, you, you're a well-rounded filmmaker, <laughs> no, no doubt about that. And uh, the, the new one is world premiere coming up on October 20th at uh, the Flying Monkey in, in downtown Plymouth. Very easy to get to uh, from this area. Every winter night, and we'll get into uh, more about that. But you, you mentioned the fact that, you know, filmmaking, it can be tedious. That's what I've heard anyway. And, uh, you know, painstaking. Uh, you know, there's, it's funny you should, you should mention that about having, you know, delays and, and that sort of thing in, in production. Uh, they, they've made a new Broadway show. I don't know if you've heard about it. But when they did the film Jaws, mm-hmm. Bruce the Mechanical Whale had all kinds of difficulty. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the three stars had to show up every day. Richard Dreyfuss, uh, Robert Shaw, Roy Scheider. And they hung out like on a rowboat. Yeah, <laughs> in, in, in Nantucket. I, I think yeah. it was it was in Nantucket where they filmed it, and and they've made a Broadway show right. about that now. Uh, just just the three guys, what they did while they were just hanging out, waiting for Bruce to work. I have heard about it, yeah. and, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. Be, being a filmmaker, absolutely. Adam Newman is our guest filmmaker extraordinaire. And uh, again, if you want to see a, if you've never been to a world premiere before, folks, will the stars be there? They absolutely will be. All right, there you go, October 20th, and it's going to be at the Flying Monkey in uh, downtown Plymouth. Everwinter Night is the the name of of the movie, and we'll get more into that and uh, about uh, Dreamscape and all kinds of things with uh, Adam Newman. Coming up after these words, Kale and Company Live, WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We are back, Kale and Company Live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. Adam Newman is courageous enough to be in studio uh, this morning here on this uh, Tuesday. He's got a brand new movie uh, coming out. Everwinter Night debuts October 20th. Flying Monkey, downtown Plymouth. And, uh, you know, just go up there, spend the day in Plymouth, uh, see the movie. Lots of good dining options uh, in, in the Plymouth area. So uh, check it out. 
on October 20th. How do you get tickets uh, in advance? Oh, so uh, we have on the Flying Monkey website. If you go to live events or you go to their calendar or you go to their films, it's all there. Also, I would suggest going over to our Facebook and our Instagram for both Dreamscape Productions and Everwinter Night. You'll see that we post fairly frequently about the tickets, and there are links right there. So, yeah, and we also have a QR code that's floating around. So plenty of ways, plenty of ways to come and see the movie. So uh, tell us about Dreamscape. Yeah, so Dreamscape Productions is a company that we formed probably about, yeah, man, officially under six months ago. Uh, it now consists of four people. It's me. Uh, Sean Ward is kind of my business partner who I've been working with for some time. Uh, Topher Hansen and Alexandra Boylan. Topher's out in Las Vegas and Alexandra's out in LA. And then me and Sean are, are parked up in Waterville Valley. And we kind Not of. Not a bad place to be parked. No, no, we, uh, we certainly don't mind it. Especially that's for this sure. time of year. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, Sean and I kind of formed it because we, we met me, uh, making movies, which is, which is kind of cool. Uh, years ago, we were just trying to find a location to shoot our kind of sci-fi, or rather our fantasy horror movie, and we reached out to him kind of cold. He had a barn down in down in Topsfield, and we said, hey, uh, we, you know, we don't have any money. We'd love to use your, your place, and he responded by sending me his headshot and just said, he, <laughs> you put me in the movie, and, uh, and you got yourself... You got yourself a location, which was really great, and so we've that's been. That's all he wanted, just to be in the movie. That's right? it. That's yeah. it. Absolutely, yeah. and he's been in everything that we've done since, and in some capacity, and he's helped now produce these movies. And yeah, we we couldn't get the the idea of of you know having a production company together out of our heads, and finally, he's a very you know uh, impulsive person. He finally just went, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's make this movie the official first one. Uh, and he said, I'll invest in this movie. Uh, me and my my uh, my good friend and producer uh, Jay Voishness, we had put up all the money for Everwinter, and he said, "You know what? I want to be on your guys' level. Let's jump in. Let's do this. Let's make this a reality." So, Dreamscape exists now. Dreamscape exists, and a uh, movie coming out on the twentieth of October, uh, as we mentioned. And uh, you know, we were talking a little bit off off the air about uh, uh, movies made in New Hampshire. And uh, I guess, you know, people, I know Jumanji. That's had, right, Keen. It was yeah. in Keen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I always wait around. I, I When I go to the movies, I usually wait around to see where it was filmed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many times there are, are a number of locations. Uh, but uh, you very rarely see uh, in New Hampshire. And you, you said there's, there's really a good reason. for. I mean, there are so many beautiful uh, locations Absolutely. where uh, movies could be made potentially uh, in New Hampshire, and uh, I remember there was a movie and I can't remember the name. Uh, uh, they were there were a, a couple that uh, they weren't a couple, but there were two people on a mountain, and it was uh, you know very snowy, and it was like uh, a blizzard on the mountain. They were trying to get off. It was, it was supposed to be Mount Washington. And it was not. It was supposed to be. <laughs> but I think it was filmed in Poland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but at any rate, you, you told me that, that uh, there is a good reason that uh, uh, there aren't a lot of movies made in New Hampshire. Yeah, tax credits is, is really the biggest thing, especially when it comes to these things that are made by Hollywood or have bigger budgets. Um, this is why you see things popping up now in, in Atlanta and Louisiana and things yeah. like that. There's just great tax credits there, and Atlanta decided that they were gonna they were gonna jump in and, and be a part of this thing. I see and Georgia all the time, all the, the time, absolutely. You see yep. a little peach there, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> and and so, understandably, places you know movies started heading in that direction. And so, Massachusetts has some right mm-hmm. now. New Hampshire doesn't, and you know, 
hopefully in time we can get that to change by making movies here and showing this great state and, and what we do have to offer. Yeah, I mean, because there were so many spots you can think of oh, uh, easily uh, in, in New Hampshire absolutely. that would be wonderful for for movies and chase scenes and, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and uh, so come on, get on the stick, guys. <laughs> I'm going to talk to my legislative friends and see if we can uh, – you know, get something going there for tax credits. Oh, please do. Yeah, uh, uh, it's, it's something that we have uh, discussed within Dreamscape and saying, how are we going to do this? And I think the first step is making stuff here. You know, yeah, we're not making things necessarily on the Hollywood budget level. Right. Um, but make stuff, get it seen, and then show that this is a place where jobs can come from. That's you right. know, yeah. You know, every every movie is its own individual little LLC. And and as I mentioned off air, you know, anything that's con- under $300,000 is considered ultra low budget. So there are these big, these big expensive things where lots and lots of jobs are there. And like you said, there's great locations all around this place. So... Hopefully, we can be one little piece in uh, in the in the puzzle that, that well, gets that fixed. We, you know, we have to get on the stick in this state because you know it's it's not as if we don't have our beautiful uh, vistas and and places that uh, potentially uh, could uh, be great. Uh, you know. Uh, Backgrounds for movies and and what have you. Absolutely, I, I, really, it's crazy. Well, I, I that mean, we don't have these tax credits. I've, you know, uh, the, the next uh, thing uh, that we're planning on doing, we we plan on shooting in New Hampshire, and yeah. and one of the things that we're proudest about with Everwinter Night coming up is uh, the entire movie was shot in Plymouth. So, yeah, it's we certainly want to show off the state, and we hope that in turn, sometime down the road, the state will will join us. So when I stick around for the for the credits for Everwinter Night. Uh, it'll say Plymouth, New Hampshire, uh, filmed in Plymouth, New Hampshire. Absolutely right. will. Yes. <laughs> very good. Very uh, well. I'm I'm happy to see it. Yeah. I wait around all the time to see. Well, was there you know a piece of that in New Hampshire? You know, kind of looked like it, but <laughs> it, no, it was Poland <laughs> <laughs> or Georgia, one, one or the other. But at any rate, you you've been uh, you know in, involved with film and and, and loved. Film. I know. As as a youngster, you went to uh, lots of movies. Sure. Any 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 favorites? I, I mean, I know it's it's tough to pick. You know, a favorite movie because there were so many. But uh, what what did you lean toward mostly when you you know wanted to see a movie? You wanted to see action. You wanted to see sure. science fiction. You wanted to see romance. What what did you lean toward? It all depends on you know where where I'm at in my life. I think is a big part of it. You know, when I was a, when I was a kid, it was certainly sci-fi and action yeah. films and stuff like that. I still have you know memories of. I remember seeing The Sixth Sense in the theater. You know, that yeah. was that was yeah. quite an experience. Yeah. And uh, I certainly remember like going to. I went to see Minority Report with my mom, and we came out and we were just talking for an hour afterwards. And I I love that. That's what I love about these movies is when you come back and you think about things. And my favorite movie of all time, I have a default list. We can sit around if you want and just talk for an hour about movies. I'll do that all day. Um, my, you know, my default number one movie is is Children of Men, um, you know, which kind of it combines a lot of different genres, which is what I like. Um, so I wouldn't say that I've, I ever really you know, go out seeking a particular genre. I try to watch as much as I can. It's October, though, so I do try to... I try to hit horror movies quite yep. a bit, you know, and I try yeah, to do sure. a movie. Oh, this is the season. Yeah, this is the season absolutely. for horror movies. Yeah, and so every now and then I'll and then I'll go through a phase, and it typically depends on what I'm writing too. Now it's I try to focus on on that because if not, I'm a little bit scatterbrained, and so if I all of a sudden see a great sci-fi, I'll go, ah, oh, you know what, I should probably write a sci-fi movie. Or recently I saw a great high school movie. I'm like, man, we're missing out on high school movies. We need to bring them back. No. So, yeah. so yeah, I like. Uh, 
the, the list never ends when it comes to the the types of to the movies that I do like, you know. Right, and mm-hmm. and to me, and I and I know people stream movies all the time at home. People have big screens now, mm-hmm. and what have you. Uh, but to me, I still enjoy going to the movies, oh, the yeah. movie experience. It is. That's probably my favorite thing in the world. And I understand. You know, you're not in your house. It's it's so tough to to do anything now because there's so many things at your fingertips. Yeah. Um. But I never regret going to the movies, even if it's been a negative experience. Even if I didn't like the movie, um. There's kind of a magic to it, and seeing it with a crowd, seeing it with right, an audience, right. And seeing how they react is always a big thing. And sometimes I'm the only one in the theater, and that's cool too. Yeah. It feels like I'm being catered to. Yeah. <laughs> Private <laughs> so, showing. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I I really hope that people. Uh, do get back to the the theater. Obviously, yep. COVID changed everything oh, in, the, in yep, the film industry, sure. and so it would be awesome if people started going back to the theater. It's great when I go down to I'll go down to the Coolidge Corner Theater and uh, over near Boston. Yeah, and, yeah. And the showings you get there yeah. with full audiences, there's there's nothing quite like yeah, it. Yeah, I have been there on a number of occasions. It's a, yeah, it's a beautiful Corner Theater. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really a beautiful theater, and and getting people in person. With the biggest sound possible, especially for these things that yeah. we're making, you know, this most recent movie, Everwinter Night, is you know it's a horror movie, and we want we want sound, you know, we want we want people to experience it in person. There's a visceral thing to it, and then our last movie was a was a sci-fi action movie. Yeah, that's exactly what you should be seeing in the theater, you know. Right, exactly, exactly. Get that theatrical experience. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll delve more into Everwinter Night, a horror comedy, coming up. October 20th, world premiere at the Flying Monkey in downtown Plymouth. Great venue if you've uh, never been there. They have great popcorn there, too. And uh, Adam Newman, did it all, writer, producer, and director. Are you in it? No. Oh, oh, oh heavens no. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure. You know, like Alfred Hitchcock always used to make those cameos. I am not Hitchcock. Yeah. You're not? You're not Hitchcock. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> all right. Maybe that's a good thing. We'll take a break. Kale and Company continues after these words right here on WKXL NHTalkRadio.com presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Kale and Company Live, WKXL NHTalkRadio.com presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And today we're talking movies here and specifically Everwinter Night with its writer, director, producer, Adam Newman, in studio with us. So I, I had a chance to see the trailer yesterday. You were kind enough to uh, to send it to me. And uh, looks like a, a very uh, entertaining movie. And is, is, it's a horror slash comedy. That's How many correct. of those yeah. do you get? Uh, not as much as uh, you should these days, that's, that's right. for sure. <laughs> so tell us, you know, the the seed of the idea and, and how it blossomed. Sure. Um, so the funny thing is that this was not originally the movie we were planning on shooting. We had an entirely different movie um, that was going to be a sequel to the movie that we currently have distribution for. Uh, though... When we got close to it, we had a bunch of SAG actors in it, and we're very supportive of SAG, but we just kind of ended up having the situation where it was right at the end of COVID, and we weren't able to meet their guidelines. Uh, though we kept trying, we kept kind of getting rejected. And so last minute, the day before we were supposed to meet up and shoot, we had to scrap the entire movie and start mm. from scratch. And wow. so, yeah, no, it was very, very strange. And so we ended up all getting together, uh, me and my writing team, Chris Goodwin, Adam McDonald, Jay Voishness, John Balanoff, we all got together and we started 
corkboarding out based off of all of the bad ideas we've had in the past. <laughs> and and, the, and originally where it came from was I was just texting with a friend, my friend Heidi, and we were talking about the summer. And she said, well, it is sugar daddy season. And I went, hey, that's a movie. And it was <laughs> that was just the kernel of it. Um, and so, yeah, it kind of spawned from there. Obviously, that's not a full movie, but I, I started writing notes for it. And I had a bunch of notes just saved up. And it kind of became the thing that we were going to do when we when we had to, you know, last minute switch, make this switch. I had already had a bunch of notes. It was originally supposed to take place in a tropical location, but we we obviously changed that. And um, and yeah, that's kind <laughs> tropical of tropical Plymouth, New Hampshire. Yeah, yes. yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we ended up we ended up changing it real quick. And that's kind of where it where it came from. It's a little bit of a bizarre story. Well, yeah, horror comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, got to be bizarre, yeah, right? Yeah, it's got to be bizarre, yeah. but bizarre in a good way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, it, it, tell us a little bit. You know, and I don't want you to give any anything away sure. about the way it ends or what. But uh, you know, what what what's the the basic plot of of the movie? Sure. So it's about uh, these two best friends uh, from childhood. Their names are V and Maddie. And they haven't seen each other for, for a bit of time now. Uh, you know, college and life kind of got in the way. And they've kind of set up this this uh, weekend trip to an Airbnb where they're going to kind of rekindle their friendship. But it's kind of hijacked by Maddie's two friends who she kind of already had plans with. And they end up meeting these these gentlemen who have rented a ski lodge uh, on a mountain. And they're throwing this huge, lavish, expensive party and pampering all of these women and so instead of going to this this cozy Airbnb, V is kind of dragged along with Maddie and her two friends to this ski lodge where these gentlemen are paying for everything. But things every night start to take a more and more sinister turn. Ah, okay. And remember, all filmed in Plymouth, New Hampshire. That's correct. So, yep. uh, you know, it's a, it's a good chance that... People will recognize some of these sites. Oh, certainly. In, you know, in sh- Plymouth. Yeah. Shout out to the the Main Street Station there, the diner. That's where we we shot one of our opening scenes, and then most of the rest of the movie it was shot at the Frontenac Ski Lodge, um, which they are the kindest two people, Michael and Tracy Drew. Uh, you know, it's it's always a weird thing to say, hey, we're we're a film crew. And, you know, it's going to be chaos, and there's a lot of us, um, and it's an odd request, but I hope you can... We met them, you know, on Airbnb, and they said, like, you had us at odd request, so let's, let's do request, it. Odd request, huh? Yeah. That's it, huh? And they have the connections over at the Flying Monkey that just even got us in the door to play there. So, uh, yeah, it's... The whole town of Plymouth, obviously, is is great and is kind of coming to help us out with this. And we have flyers going out over at the college and, and things like that. So hopefully we can get a little bit of a turnout from, from that whole community yeah, as well. Oh, absolutely. It, uh, it, it looks good. I, I, oh, I cannot uh, wait to see it. And, uh, you know, looking forward to the 20th. And uh, it's a, a week from this coming Friday. Yeah, that's really yeah. soon. Yeah. You keep reminding me, and yeah. I. <laughs> if only you had it on the thirteenth. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is something that we were yeah. aiming for, but yeah, yeah it, it just didn't happen. Didn't work out, but yep. uh, but it, it'll be the twentieth. It'll mm-hmm. be a little closer to the Halloween, mm-hmm. and uh, this is scary season. So that's oh, perfect. Is, is would you say it's it, it's scary in points? Oh, certainly. Yeah, uh, it's certainly spooky. That's for sure. And it's spooky a little bit it's, scary. It's, yeah. it's it's creepy, and uh, yeah, no, <laughs> certainly by the end you'll have your fill of horror. That's uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely, like I said, though, there's there's laughs. It's comedy, and there's a lot of heart to it, too. It's really, you know, the foundation of the story is about these two friends and friends drifting apart and things like that. But when the horror comes, it comes, and it comes hard. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it uh, it sounds terrific, and it, it is the season for, for horror movies. Uh, lots out there. 
uh, right now. But if you want to attend the world premiere, I, I bet I bet 99% of the people listening to this show today or whenever they listen to it have never attended a world premiere. I, I would be one of them. So there you go. Well, well, hof- well hopefully we can get you there. That's for sure. <laughs> but it would be great if everybody else wanted to as well. That's what is kind of cool about this whole project, this whole process. It's, yeah, like you said, it's a world premiere. And what's great is all the actors are going to be there, or most of the actors are going to be there. And some of them are coming from New York, and they're driving, and they're staying. You know, they're staying up with us and having a good time, and they're going to meet all the people. And a lot of our crew is going to be there as well. So... The cool thing is, you get to come out. The tickets are ten dollars, so it's it's cheaper than a, yeah, and, and, yeah it's, right, it's cheaper than a right, normal night right, out in the movies. Right. And then you get to support local filmmakers. You get to support all of these artists. You know, the money's going back to the movies. You know, they're they're trying to help our movies get made and and you know pay for the venue and and all that type of stuff. So it's a world premiere. There's going to be merchandise. There's going to be food. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be the actors. And you even get to hear me embarrass myself with a speech. So, you know, all there, of the things go. that you, you're looking for, you know. So uh, from, uh, you know, the, the crew and, and the actors and everyone involved with the movie, what, what kind of a uh, – how many people are we talking about? Uh, the final number was probably 40, somewhere wow. in that wow. range. So it was uh, – it's a wild mix because we – like I said, we, we started shooting a year and a half ago and then we had to come back about six months ago. And then we came back again about a month ago just to, to finish things up. And, and so the crew would change and sometimes some actors would come and some wouldn't. The good news is we have a core and that's the goal mm. is to have this core of not just actors but – but crew that we go back to uh, that we like working with. And then always we want to be bringing in new ones as well. It's like an island of misfit toys is what we talk about. We just keep dragging people in and, and we and we treat our sets like summer camp. That's kind of, you know, yeah. oftentimes yeah. Where, where, we're, where we are filming is where we're also staying. So the ski lodge is where we stayed at. And nice. once we were done, everybody starts eating and hanging out by the fire. And, and then we all go back to our bunk beds and, you know, and then we get ready for another long day of shooting. So. Yeah, no, it's it's a cool experience, uh, and we love bringing in more and more creative people, that's for sure. I'm hoping that people that are listening to this that have ever thought about getting into film think, you know what, I want to get on a crew. We'll take you. Of course we will. We'd love to have more hands on set. I just met with somebody the other day. Uh, he's from Campton. He went, wow, there's a there's a production studio up here. I said, yeah. He goes, can I just talk to you? I said, yeah, sure. And, and now he's going to come in. Come and help us out on our next movie, you know. So, wow! Yeah, that, no, that is great. terrific. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Wow. That, that that is great. So, where uh, where do the actors come from? It all depends, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, it started very much Boston based, mm-hmm. just because there's so yep. many people out there. Um, and from there, we've kind of expanded. So, New York, we get people coming from LA. We get people coming from New Jersey. Uh, oftentimes, really, really East Coast focused. But yeah. so many of them will end up moving out. You know, we have we have an actor friend over in San Francisco, and we'd love to bring him back. And yeah, there's it's all over the place. And and what's great is when we say, hey, we got another movie. We understand that you live far away. We get it. But they go, no, no, let's let's uh, do it again. Yeah. Let's summer camp again. You know, so. yeah, get to stay at the ski lodge yeah. or wherever it might be. Yeah, and exactly. and I saw that you you seem to eat pretty well. That uh, is that, yeah, is, yeah. that is the bare minimum I learned. Uh, you know, in filmmaking, the first when we were making things for for very very little money, I remember one actor said, just just give us calories and we'll keep coming back. And so. We, we decided to take that as a challenge, you know, you threw down the gauntlet. And so you have seen correctly, um, sometimes one actor will go, hey, I've got, I've got an old family recipe. One of our actresses, uh, Alana Phillips, she goes, I got this old family recipe for pasta. 
sounds great, make it for us. And then yeah. everybody has a good time. And then, again, my producer, Jay Voishness, who has to wear so many hats on set, uh, oftentimes he's the one that's up at you know 5 a.m. cooking breakfast for everybody. So, wow. yeah, what I learned right away. Feed, yeah. your, feed your actors, feed your crew, and uh, that's the best chance you have of having them come back. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. So, sounds good to yeah. me. Yeah. I, I may try to get involved myself. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but uh, at any rate, it, it sounds terrific. I know there are a lot of long days and long nights uh, that go into filmmaking. No doubt about that. Yeah, uh, you know, we we as we've gotten older, uh, we've gone to the twelve hour day, which is by union standards, and we try to stick to it. Uh, back in the day when we were making these things for for very low money with with no union, we were insane and we were doing we were doing 20 hour days and actors were falling asleep on couches and stuff like that (laughs) we try to avoid that now um but even 12 hours and you're walking constantly and you're sweating and you're exhausted and and then oftentimes me and and my team you know my the writers and the assistant director and and whatnot we all get back and we start talking about the next day that ends up being another four five hours just preparing for that so they are long hours. Uh, it's it's not for the faint of heart, but uh, but I if you love it, you love it, you know. Yeah, and and you obviously do. Mm, yeah. You obviously do. There's no doubt about it. You're doing what you want to do in life, and that's uh, that's the important thing. Yeah, absolutely. that's uh, that's more than half the battle, uh, <laughs> right there. Adam Newman uh, is our guest and uh, writer, director, producer of Dreamscapes Every Winter Night, debuting. October 20th, world premiere at uh, the Flying Monkey Theater right in downtown Plymouth, New Hampshire, where the film was made entirely exactly in Plymouth. All right, we'll take a break. Kale & Company continues right after these words. We're presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We are back, Kale and Company Live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, speaking with filmmaker Adam Newman, writer, director, producer of a new movie called Ever Winter Night, debuting its world premiere at the Flying Monkey Theater in downtown Plymouth, where the movie was filmed in its entirety. And it's great to see a film made in its entirety in the Granite State. Absolutely. Even though you didn't get any tax credits for <laughs> Not it. Yet. No, Not, uh, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. We're getting there, folks. We're, we're, we're getting there. You know, you're talking about hanging around on the set and you'd have uh, meetings with the, the writers uh, and, and so on. How many times does, does the script change from time to time when you're doing a movie? Do you, you know, tweak it a little bit as, as you go along? Sure. Most movies, yeah. I would say a little bit. Um, yeah. Most of the time, I... You know, I used to be very particular about it, um, but that was all ego-based. You know, it's it's amazing how good these actors are. And when they feel something that's about their character and they want to go in that direction, it's very difficult to turn them down because oftentimes you see it and you go, why didn't I think of that? Man, they are, they're so great at this. Uh, this one was obviously a, a little bit different of a scenario just because when we went into shooting, we had about 30 or 40 pages written. And shout out to my good friend, Chris Goodwin, who who's my co-writer on this. And by co-writer, I mean he wrote 70% of the movie, at least. Um, and oftentimes what was happening is we had the basics of the story. 
I started running backwards. He started running forwards. <laughs> we were going to try to meet in the middle. Yeah. But then, you know, for 12 hours a day, I was directing. And so we we're like, hey, we need scenes. And so Chris would go back to his room and we'd be typing away and coming up with the next scenes for, for the movie. And we just had to kind of go with the actors on this case. Hey, can you, um, can you just trust us and we'll trust you about this process? So oftentimes it's not quite that, yeah. uh, that much of a change, but you have to feel it out. You know, a movie is three different movies. It's the one you write, it's the one you film, and then it's the one you edit. You know, so it always ends up being a little bit different than you expected. And I think for the most part, it's always for the better. You didn't really know what you were doing when you were going into it. And then it kind of beautifully comes out of it. You're like, oh, that's the that's the theme of the movie. This is what we've been really talking about and wanting to talk about with it. But the the process is 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 really amazing because uh, many times it is a, a work in progress, right? Oh, certainly. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I, th- I think if anybody thinks that they know what they're doing with the script and just going, this is the movie we're making, you're insane. There's just so many factors that come in, into it. Everything is constantly changing. And then there's the logistical part, which is the thing that nobody really wants to talk about, and the technical limits. All of a sudden... You're not a director until you're losing daylight and you have to get five shots, but you're only going to get one. Figure out what that shot is. And Mm -hmm. that's so much of what it is, is balancing your day, figuring out how you're going to get the best shots you can in 12 12 hours. What's most important? What can you cut? Um, Because we don't have a lot of time. Every minute costs a lot of money, you know, with with these things. So, yeah, it's an ever-changing process and you just have to be willing to adapt to it. And there is so much work that goes in and into it behind the scenes, like mm-hmm. just logistically. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, how, do you have any permits involved as to you know where you can shoot? Uh, you know, in in terms of, did you have to clear much with the the city of Plymouth? Luckily, no, not for this. Okay. Um, mostly because we try to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we get insured and stuff like that. Uh, especially for the stuff with the the ski lodge, yeah. just in case yeah. someone takes a fall or anything like that. Right. Um, and then we clear things with the um, with the businesses that we typically go into. That's the goal, at least. Yeah. Um, we used to do a little bit more guerrilla style, where you just kind of go out and shoot on the streets, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. every now and then you get flagged down and be like, "No, no, we're just making a, a you know something for school, you know, yeah, and yeah, something yeah. like that." <laughs> um, we try to avoid that as much as possible. Yeah. The less paperwork you can do, the better. But yeah. but there's so many other things that you just don't think about you know it takes every shot takes an hour to light you know and and lighting is such a difficult process and then you have to get everybody mic'd up and then you have to corral everybody sometimes it's like herding cats you know and yeah every little thing that goes into a movie that's why when i when i watch a movie and i see somebody on their phone i i want to scream i go just you have to understand how much this frame cost right now and how much effort was put into this and how a hundred people were trying to make this one shot matter to you so yeah it is it's really really complicated i know that's not what everybody necessarily wants to hear or see well i think people like to get a little feel of what goes on behind the scenes no matter what it is whether it's uh Filmmaking or radio or construction, whatever, whatever it happens, sure. whatever walk of life uh, you're talking about, people who have very little familiarity with it want to hear what goes on behind the scenes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, really. And and you know, you you see. I mean, when you ever see documentaries of movies that have been made, mm-hmm. uh, you see sometimes how much waiting around. Uh, there is, and it, it's it's probably mainly to get that right shot and uh, get the right lighting for that shot. And 
Oh, it yeah. takes time. Oh, all of this stuff takes so much more. And it's all stuff that you wouldn't think about when you first go into it. Right. Anytime you yeah. move the camera, you go, all right, well, that's we've just added 20 minutes to this thing. And, oh, let's add, let's move the actors as well. Let's block them so that they move a lot. All right, well, you just added another 20, 30 minutes of figuring yeah. that out. You know, so you start to get a feel for it. Over these 15 years that we've been making movies, you start to figure out what will take a long time and what won't take a long time and how do you balance that. But every now and then something comes up that you don't expect. We were on set one time and all of a sudden we realized our backdrop that we had uh, that was supposed to show a, a, a different planet, it was too glossy and it was reflecting light. And so... You have to quickly scramble, figure out a solution. Do we have anything that can frost the window to make it look like it's cold oh, out? So you know wow. things like that. Yeah, yeah. And and hopefully nobody ever notices it in in the movie. Um, but yeah, there's there's a thousand little horror stories like that that go on behind the scenes. Are you very critical of, of movies that you see? Do you look for you know you know you always see these. Uh, uh, on online, you know, people see editing mistakes mm. and, you know, uh, different things that uh, strange about the movie. Do, do you look for those things? I wouldn't say that I look for them. Um, I think that I, the thing that I still love about movies is that they do feel like if, if they're working for you, yeah. uh, they feel like magic and yeah. that like it starts going and then all of a sudden you're taken over by the movie and the editing and all of the little headaches, the coffee cups in the background, things like that they kind of go away because you're immersed in a story. Now, if the movie's not going well, yeah, you know, every now and then yeah. I'll start to do the nitpicking thing where I start seeing and go, why do they make that cut? Or, But it typically means that the story's just not engaging me. And even after all these years, having made all these movies, I, there's still no feeling quite like being in the theater and something works and two hours go by like it's nothing and you just want to be back in that world. So I try to focus more on that and I try to go into every movie wanting and expecting to love it. Uh, it doesn't mean it's it's always going to end up happening, but yeah. Right. So what's the best movie you've seen lately? Oh boy, I've been watching a whole bunch of them. I just saw Past Lives, which was really, really good. Um, you know, from last year, there were a couple movies, Everything Everywhere at Once, the movie that won an Oscar. I could talk about that movie forever. That was a movie I went and saw, and then I saw again. And then I paid for all my friends' tickets to go see, and I paid for my sister's ticket to go see, because uh, I said, you need to go see this. Yeah. Um, the movie After Yang. I, I mean, then there's other movies. I really like the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I thought that was great, and I love Top Gun Maverick. That was great. Yeah. You know? and yeah. Obviously, we're in horror movie season, and I'm cranking through a bunch of horror movies. I saw Vacancy, uh, you know, and just kind of a trashy th thriller horror from back in the day. It was great. And then I watched Talk to Me the other day, oh, uh, okay. that new horror movie, and that That's... was, no, it was awesome. These oh. are these are really awesome. So I don't think that there's a lack of good movies out right now. I, I don't. I think you just have to seek them out, like yeah. Everwinter Night. Um, you, yeah, you, you, just, right. you just have to, you have to seek these movies out. They're everywhere. Um, if you're getting a little bit bored with what's potentially in the theater, another superhero movie, which there's very good superhero movies, but if you're getting bored of that, Seek something out. Go to the Coolidge. Find find a movie theater near you that's playing right. something a little bit smaller. See an original story, and I think that I think that you will really appreciate the experience. Have you seen the new Exorcist movie? I have not, and uh, this is going to come as a total criminal shame. I've never seen the original Exorcist movie. Really? I really? have not. Yeah. Well, I, know. I mean, it was fifty years ago. I mean, it was <laughs> I just, before before you were got, born. So, yeah. I just got a very ugly look. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know yeah. it's. It, I it, I almost put it on the other day, but I said. I don't know if I'm ready yet. And I'm terrified that I'm not going to like it. That does happen. That is that is what happened with The Shining. I, oh, I, really? finally, yeah. I finally watched The Shining, and I went, 
I hate this. I don't. I really? Wish, I yeah. wish I didn't. Yeah. I think it's because I've seen it parodied so many times. Yeah. I've seen the Simpsons version of it, you know, a thousand times. So, <laughs> um, but but yeah, I haven't seen that. I, I hope to see more and more, especially horror movies. October is the perfect time for them. You know, oh so. no, no doubt about yeah, that. No, absolutely. no doubt about that. But we want you to see the horror slash comedy entitled Ever Winter Night. And now it's going to be have its world premiere on the 20th of this month, a week from Friday, at uh, the Flying Monkey in downtown Plymouth. What about after that? Uh, so we do have another showing that we're going to be announcing. Um, we It's going to be in November. I can let people know that, and okay. we will have it in Massachusetts. Um, we've already got that all set up. Um, I may as well just say it. It's going to be at the Cabot on November 20th. In Beverly. In Beverly, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. Uh, beautiful, beautiful theater as well. Yeah. And we are right now in talks uh, for playing in Vegas. Uh, Yes, uh, doing a double feature over there. And then the goal, we're hoping, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, all that stuff, uh, that we will be on streamers before 2024 begins. That's the goal. Ah, okay. So fingers crossed. It might be a little bit after that, but we're in talks right now about finding ways to get that onto those streamers. So. I'd still say come and see it in the theater, though, if you got oh, the chance absolutely. right now. No, no, that's yeah. the best way to experience, I think, any movie. Absolutely. Any movie. Absolutely. Especially Everwinter Night at uh, at the beautiful uh, Flying Monkey in downtown Plymouth. And uh, Adam Newman, a delight to have you with us today. Thank you so much it, for it was, me. It was, was a awesome. lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. We could talk movies for, forever. Let's uh, do it again. <laughs> we, we will. We will. When, on your next project, or updating this one, and... Uh, And we look forward to that. Adam, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. And that'll do it for this edition of Kale & Company. We thank you very much for joining us here on this Tuesday. And if you missed any of uh, this program or simply want to hear it again, and and who wouldn't? Uh, We're going to play it again right after 7 o'clock tonight on WKXL. NHTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And uh, remember to... uh, Always look on the bright side of life. Have a good Tuesday, everybody.